welcome to our July episodes. We are glad to have you back as always and thank you for your support once again. You're, You're welcome. Here. <laughs> <laughs> you are here with your favourite host, Fee and Belle. I'm Fee. And I am Belle and today we are diving into the perfect man. And um, Fee has told me before that she's watched this um, this movie before and I haven't. So it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see what how she feels now that obviously years have passed and, you know, she's seen it for another time. So we'll yeah, see, for um, sure. we'll see what she thinks, especially when we get to the rating. So stay tuned. A lot of questionable morals in this movie. I'm just definitely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so guys, we are jumping into the summary of the movie just to give you an overview of what it is all about. So every time Jean, played by Heather Locklear, goes through a bad breakup, she moves her two daughters elsewhere. Teenager Holly Hamilton, played by Hilary Duff, is tired of moving every time her single mum Jean is, um, is through with her last mistake of a man. To prevent her from making another bad decision, Holly has an idea. Determined to make a home in New York, their latest destination, eldest daughter Holly creates a fake online secret admirer for her mother based on her friend's uncle, who is, um, we've, his name is Ben. And, um, but as the romance develops, things start to spin out of control and Holly has to improvise. She encounters obstacles as her mum falls for the lie Meanwhile, Holly has found her own love interest this time around in her cute classmate, Adam, played by Ben Who is a cutie pie. Of course, is one of the stars of... So oh, she calls it, it Cloud Nine again? in Superstore. It's like not I even Cloud Nine. I keep calling it Cloud Nine. It's Superstore. The store is It's called, called Superstore. Um... I loved Ben Feldman. I had a crush on him when he when this movie came out, and he's just like, oh, he's so cute in this movie, and he's so cute in Superstore. He's he a bit annoying in, in Superstore, his character, but I think it's supposed to be like that. But I love Jonah, and I just yeah. love Superstore. Such a good discovery I made during quarantine, you guys. Now it's one of my comforts. He looks exactly yeah. the same, and that was what in two thousand five. Yeah. Um, this movie. I have a fact about yeah, that. Yeah, he looks exactly the same. I have talked about Ben okay. <laughs> But it was it was so weird because guys, if you've been kind of following um our episodes back to back, you'll know that recently we've done a few movies featuring um Hilary Duff. Hilary Duff. It was so weird because in this movie I felt like she was like a, an adult or, or Yeah, for sure. More like like eight like eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Yeah, Whereas, yeah, and but obviously in all the movies we've done, she looks so young, and it was so like yeah. weird to see her as like a grown, a grown up kind of a semi grown. Apparently, she was sixteen when they filmed this. Really? Yeah, which is crazy. She- I'm going to tell oh. you my fact now. She was sixteen, and Ben Feldman was twenty four years old. That is crazy. That's my age. Oh. Okay, I don't want to think about that anymore. I don't know how I feel about I know, that. right? Like, what? Did they... I don't think they had a kissing scene, did they? They... No, 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 they didn't. Okay, so I'm like, that's good, because yeah. that would have been... And that was probably a deliberate decision. 
Yeah, yeah for sure. Crazy. They couldn't have had a 24-year-old kiss a 16-year-old. Yeah, no way. So what else? What, an eight-year difference? Wow. I mean, mm-hmm. he played the teenager really well. He looked really young, so... He, like... Do you know what? I feel like he's someone that, like... Obviously not like Jonah, but, like... I feel like he always plays those kind of characters, like, very awkward, like, shy, mm. like, kind of, gut, like, geeky characters. And, like, it kind of is, like, if Jonah was a middle-class man, mm. I think he is a middle-class man, but, like, I feel like that is, like, what young Jonah is. Like, he's a bit, like... Yeah, I see what you mean. I yeah. see what you mean, yeah. It's a fragment of, of, I think, I think, is it Noah? Is that his name? Um, Why have I... Th- um, what's it? No, it's, um... Lenny? No, not <laughs> no Lenny. Lenny's like that guy. His name's Adam. Adam. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Adam, yes. Um, like Adam, I think is a fragment of like what younger Jonah would mm-hmm. be, or like a, a facet of the personality that younger Jonah would have. So it reminded me a lot of. Yeah, Jonah. I definitely picture that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna move yeah. on to Over the little to you, bit Fee. of intro. Thanks, Bell. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to move on to the intro of the movie. So just a little, little, little bits of facts that I have. Um, not really facts. It's just kind of intro. So um, the Perfect Man was released in 2005, June 17th, to be precise. Um, it was directed by Mark Rossman, and Mark Rossman for all my 2000s lovers and. 2000 films lovers also made another movie with Hilary Duff which was the very famous A Cinderella Story oh yeah we all love The Cinderella yeah. Story um, he also did episodes of Even Stevens State of Grace um, Alfred Hitchcock um, and he like did a lot of Disney Channel movies um, I don't know if you'd remember this but there was a movie called The Blue Yonder. No, that which is like a movie in the 1980s. Yeah. Um but yeah. Um moving on. It was produced by Mark Platt, Dawn Wolfram, Suzanne Duff, Hilary Duff's mom. Um the screenplay was um, who, someone who we've mentioned quite a bit in on this podcast, Gina Wenkos, who I think produced Princess Diaries, and I think she wrote a bit of... Yeah, she wrote the second one, the second Princess Diaries, and also wrote Coyote Ugly, all of that good stuff. Um, the story was by Michael McQuan, Heather Robinson, Kathleen Torpy, um, and the music was by Christoph Beck. He's done, like, phenomenal movies and series. He His most recent was WandaVision, and, like, people were going mad about, like the score that he did on there mm. um and i need to watch that actually um he, he also i th- yeah i i don't think i've watched it um he's done a lot of marvel um movies i think he also composed all the frozen movies oh. i remember seeing the name um crazy stupid love um so many so many just incredible movies um i think he yeah so he, i think he also put um uh, did the music for a Cinderella story. So him and Mark Rossman, I think, collaborated on that as well. And that is a sound check. And I cannot wait. We need to get a special guest for that <laughs> episode because I can't cannot wait till we do that. Uh, till we do a Cinderella story. Um, 
Cinematography was by John R. Leonetti, um, edited by Cara Silverman, and production companies were Universal Pictures and Mark Platt Productions. Um, it was obviously distributed by Universal, and um, it was made, and this is really shocking, it was made on a budget of $10 million, and the box office was $19.8 million. That is incredible for like kind of like a like a disney channel-esque movie Mm. to be made on a budget of 10 million like is crazy i'm just thinking that makes me think um i guess they trap i guess maybe it's the location because it was done in new york wasn't it i yeah, I think it might have been actually. Or they're supposed to be in New York um, when they I'm move. I'm going to but... that next. Yeah, I think so. It says shooting for the film began in May 2004 and was based on screenwriters Heather Robinson's life in Tucson, Arizona, and ended the following July 2004. Um, Carson Cressley, who used to be an original Queer Eye guy, if you know, you know the OG Queer Eye guys. Um, was also like he was the bartender guy in the movie um and he said that he like it was like oh that he kind of missed a lot of like filming on queer eye because shooting for this because it took like a massive chunk of his time and like massive time to shoot or something um which is always a fun bit of goss um but now i'm gonna throw it over to bell for the cast so, um, I briefly mentioned in the summary um, kind of the key people that feature in the movie. Um, but the remaining cast um, are we've got um, v- Vanessa Lengis, or Lengis, I hope I'm saying that correctly. And um, she plays Amy. Lengis. Yeah, she plays Amy, um, Holly's classmate and best friend. She, yeah, she's on Glee, I think. I think she she's on Glee. Oh. She, well, she used to be. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I, huh. I'm trying to think who she might have played because I watched Glee like here and there, but not consistently. So. She was like, I think she was like a. I wonder if she was a cheerleader or something. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. So we've also got Mike O'Malley, who I'm sure a lot of people recognize him from stuff. I've seen him and stuff, but I couldn't remember what I've seen him in. What is he in? Um. Hold on, I have to look it up now. But um, he plays. Oh, he's in Parks and Rec. Yeah. I've seen him. I think it's in like a movie, like a. It says he's in Eat, Pray, Love, Meet Dave, Sully. Sully, Production. that's it. He's yeah, a Sully, Sully, yeah, with Tom Hanks, who we all love. I hope. Who we all yeah. love. But um, yeah, he um, we've got Mike O'Malley who plays Lenny Horton, and he is one of the the employees at the bakery where Jean works, and also her love interest tries to hit on yeah. her. Ew. <laughs> we've also got um, Caroline Rhea or Caroline Rhea as Gloria, and she plays Jean's friend and co-worker, and Sabrina, the teenage witch's aunt, who is all of my OGs, Aunt Glenda, Hilda, Hilda. Aunt Hilda, uh, wait, yeah. Hilda, what's the other one's name? I for, I can't. But remember. yeah, she plays Aunt Hilda, guys. If you watch Nickelodeon, 
back in the day. I know. That was the shit. I loved Sabrina, it. Sabrina, the teenage witch. You know exactly who I'm talking about. The aunt that was really funny and like really bubbly. She had like the aunt that was a bit older and that one that was the younger aunt. And th- this is the younger <gasps> She was on Phineas and Ferb. So she was the mom on Phineas and Ferb. Oh. What? How is this just hitting me right now? It's so weird because you try to place their voices and animations and you're like, oh my gosh, it was them. I I recognize that voice now. It is her, yeah. Now I can, like, literally, when she's like, Phineas. (laughs) I can now, I can picture it anyways. (laughs) And then you've also got um, Kim Whitley, who plays... um, Love her. Played by yeah, same as Dolores, Dolores, and she's um, also Jean's friend and employer. We've got Aria Wallace as Zoe Hamilton, and she is Holly's seven-year-old sister. There's also oh my god, can I just interject oh, for one? Do you know who this Aria Wallace is? She used to be on iCarly, and if anyone used to watch iCarly, she used to be that crazy fangirl Mandy. I was never a fan of iCarly. See, I did Drake and Josh. With, um, See, that's the Miranda thing. Cruz. What's her name? Miranda something. Her name was Mandy, and she used to like be like an obsessed, like fan of iCarly. Oh <laughs> and she came. I remember she was on like a few episodes of iCarly. What's her name in it? Mandy. She's like she has this crazy look in her eye. Oh gosh, hold on. See, I need to. <laughs> Which made that. her perfect for the role. Oh gosh, I. I mean, when I saw yeah. the odd chance that I was bored and saw Icarly, I do remember her. She had the glasses. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> My gosh. Yeah, so she, she plays um Holly's seven-year-old sister. We've also got Cars- Carson Cressley as Lance, who is one of Ben's employees. And finally, we've got Michelle Nolden as Amber, who plays Ben's friend. So we've also got Chris North, who, if anyone remembers, was Mr. Mr. What's his name? Big, Big? on on yeah, Sex and the City. Played, was it Carrie? Carrie or something? Carrie's husband. Carrie Bradshaw's. Carrie. Carrie. Um, that's it. Was it Carrie? Yeah, Carrie Bradshaw's. Yes. Hey, I have a British person cannot say that. Oh gosh, I, I didn't realize I left his name out. Okay, but yeah, there we go. He's like. That's all right. Here to I here, here to help. <laughs> He's like a key. He is not. I don't. I mean, I get it. He's a bit like dashing looking. I feel like he. He's aged. He looks better with age. I, I don't know if that makes any Probably, sense. Probably like yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they were not gonna include him in the Sex in the City um revival, and then something happened, and they did. Oh. Yeah. Because he's a very. He's like a key. He's in he's a like lot a key, of things secondary character isn't he in sex and he's mr big who is yeah, yeah who is like her husband if you've watched the movies at least i have i think i've seen like the movies where they go to dubai is it dubai or i think that that's this last one oh, okay. yeah um yeah sex in the city two sex in the city one is where like they don't get married basically oh. and then they do get married kind spoiler of spoiler alert, guys. uh mr big yes yeah and he's also in um <laughs> I watch Law and Order, so, and they've got like different. Oh, of course you do. Law and Order, and he is in Law and Order Criminal Intent because there are different types of. Yeah, guy. yeah. Um, He's also in The Good Wife. 
Oh, I never that. watched it, but I do remember seeing him in like if I saw the advert, I saw him in it. I remember that was like a show known for like a drama like show kind of thing. Apparently, the like the two leads like didn't get along or oh, something. Gosh. Yeah, that's um that reminds me of um something anyway. my friend told me about Game of Thrones. There were like oh, is two it? characters in Game of Thrones who apparently they always have to be kept apart and kept on so they ne- you never see them in the scene together even in like scenes where they they would supp- like it would make sense for them to be in the same scene within the mm-hmm. um, like an episode they would always have like the man in a different like traveling somewhere or the woman in like um those uh, anyway edit but yeah, um, this reminds me of um, something a friend told me about Game of Thrones, and basically they always had to have like one character in one one scene, and then another character in one scene. Yes, because, yes, yes, um, yes. That's the same thing that yeah. happened in The Good Wife. Yeah, they, I think they used to date, and they had a really bad breakup. So like the cast, like they would oh, always. I wonder who this is. It was Cersei. I don't know if you know who Cersei is in Game of Thrones. Well, who's she... who is she in real life? Oh gosh, I don't. Apart from Game of Thrones, I haven't seen her in anything else, to be honest. Hold on, let me see if she's in anything. Um, Cersei Lad. And so her real name is Lena Headley. Headley? Headley? Oh, I know who you're yeah. talking about, yeah. And, um, oh, I forgot the guy's name. The guy that she was in the relationship with, but, um, yeah it escapes me right now but yeah he um i think they had a really bad breakup so they could never like have them have a scene um together yeah this is why you should never date your crystals but anyways people don't listen to us yeah um that's so that's the thing it's like i mean i think some people obviously make it work like it's fine for some people but like i just think like it's so awkward like breaking up and then kissing them and like doing sex scenes with them which is like it's just weird i don't know um not ideal not ideal at all yep yeah but there we go moving on swiftly yeah moving on swiftly over to you um so i have very little to say about the music so then i'll just move on to facts um but as i mentioned before the soundtrack was um, the music actually was kind of um, by Christoph Beck, as we mentioned before. Um, it had um, a release, an independent label release um, by Curb Records in two thousand and five. Um, some of the movie, some of the sorry, edit. Some of the songs include "Collide" by Howie Day, "I Will Learn to Love Again," where they like are dancing. Um, uh, if you've got what you came for, Mr. Roboto, Lady, all some of the ones I didn't, I haven't heard of before. I've heard I will learn to love again, but I think maybe that was like a probably a phenomenon, a pop, a pop phenomenon. But that's the one I've heard. Um, but yeah, so not a lot on the soundtrack front. So I am going to move on to my facts, which there's not a lot of. So. Yay. Uh, Get ready. Get ready for all the drama. I'm joking. Um, The lead singer of the Styx tribute band was Styx's actual lead singer until 1999. 
His name is Dennis Day Young, who also, as I mentioned before, features on the soundtrack. The instant messenger used in the movie mm. is MSN. Yeah. If you are cool enough to have MSN, you're part of the cool oh, club. Gosh. Um, I had the time of my life on MSN. I'm trying to. Re- I remember I used to get like told. I'm off. trying to remember my username on MSN. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Do you remember your Do you know what name? I would love? Oh my gosh. I would love to get back all you know those conversation histories oh you get. I used to have them on my old computer and on a file and like anyone that you've ever had a conversation with, you could oh, see it. No. I wish I had that no. because there were a lot of guys and like we like used to like like start up shit in chat rooms. Like it was so funny. Like we everyone used to have each other like everyone at school on it. And we just used to like go to town and like just chat shit about it. like not chat shit but like start shit basically emerson was um, a very cringe i feel like for so many people it was probably such a cringe moment in their lives <laughs> it was it was such a good like you remember like how you had to like change your like um what's it called change your profile and then like like MSN, I feel like, was as big as Instagram, I think. Back like, then, I, yeah. Do you remember it when you'd like buy... The, the yeah, equivalent, definitely. Yeah. Exactly. Like, remember when you'd buy a phone and you'd make sure that it had MSN yeah. in it so you could message yeah. your... And I had one of the phones and I was like, I, I, ha- I have to have this phone because it only has MSN. And, like, literally, that's how I used to communicate with everyone. Not even texting people, just MSN. Um, but, yeah, fun Good times. times. Good and it's like people that you actually talk to like not like all this bullshit of like adding people that you don't know kind of thing um i wish they would bring emerson it was all like your school friends and stuff wasn't it from like primary school yeah Yeah. school friends primary friends like yeah yeah, everyone basically um yeah um my next fact is gene hamilton heather locklear answers badger to a clue in the new york times puzzle it's highly unlikely that she was correct in answering correctly answering a clue as the last time Badger appeared as an answer in the New York Times was October 6th, 1997. Wow, some people really don't have lives to really go and find this kind of fact. <laughs> so I'm trying to find like plot holes in the story. It's like, let it go. Literally, like, really? <laughs> Um, and the kind of last fact is Mike O'Malley and Vanessa Lenges both appeared in Glee together. Oh. So, does, so she is in Glee, oh, right. I think. Um, so I think that's about it from me, folks. But I'm going to hand you over to the lovely Belle. Hey, guys. So um, I'm sure, as you expected, this um, the main themes in the movie are um, romance and comedy. Um, we see the romance um, blossom from, um, obviously, we mentioned previously, Holly and Adam. And then, um, obviously, a romance between Jean and Ben um, mm-hmm. throughout the movie. Or by the end of the movie, we see, like, Jean and Ben get together. And we've also got some comedy. I love comedy from Lance, who is um, Ben's employee. We've also got... Um, Jean's co-workers and we've also got um Lenny who is like a massive part of like the comedic element that's added to the movie mm-hmm. and then um just for like a little breakdown so that people kind of understand what kind of characters they are 
we've got obviously Jean, who is a baker. She's a devoted mum to her two daughters, seven and sixteen. Um, she mm-hmm. is a serial dater and tends to pick the wrong kind of man over and over again. Um, her mm-hmm. way of dealing with the breakup breakups is to um, basically up and move to a different state. And she always, <laughs> guys, she's making a face, by the way. She's like, ew, why would you do that? <laughs> ew. And um, the way of dealing with it is she tends to like, yeah, just kind of up and leave with her kids. And um, it tends to be for her, her own benefit rather for, for, than for her children. So it's always because of like her, everything's about me. And by doing this, she's basically trying to like give herself a clean slate but as things progress, we see that her bad choices are actually rooted in insecurity, desperation, and loneliness. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you do? You think that's uh, what do you think about that? Um, that fee. Yeah, I think you're. I mean, that's I think one of my biggest critiques of the movie is like that. Like the mother is like not. Well, I don't want to say she's not a good mother because she obviously is like she provides she's like a single mother she's doing the best she can but I just think like instead of teaching your kids and obviously I know that this is the message that they reach at the end but instead of teaching your kids to stick it out and like um kind of go through the mill and like she acts like as if every breakup is like the last man on earth or like the last man on in that area and she has to move away from it and i just think it's so ridiculous like to to portray that kind of message to like female like she has daughters and it's just obviously like that's so mentioned in the movie it's just so like hindering and like um yeah i i don't like i i that's the one th- massive thing where i was just like how can you be be okay with being a mother like that like just not even not caring kind of um about like how your kids are rooted in and like how um what's it called like how familiar and how comfortable they are but just kind of moving on to things um so yeah i think yeah i that's why I, i i really didn't like her character and i just think that it was such a selfish character and like Obviously, she changes towards the end. And obviously, we understand why she's just uprooted and stuff. And I'm guessing the security also stems for the fact that, like, I'm guessing her dad, you know, Holly's dad left when they were young. And so I'm guessing that insecurity, you know, has kind of really, um, uh, what's it called, influenced her in that way. Sorry. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this character. I really didn't like her. And I, yeah, it just made me I think that's what contributed me to not liking this movie because I just think that it was like not like a useless plot but like it was kind of like I don't know I don't know what the word it's like flimsy kind of plot I guess I agree I just thought it was really unrealistic I just can't imagine like a mum after obviously a, a breakup isn't trivial but it's just like it's not the end of the world you don't have to uproot your whole life your children's lives moved on from school to school yeah. after every breakup i just thought it was very unrealistic yeah. yeah i mean of course you have mothers like that yeah, like yeah, for yeah. sure you have like yeah. mothers who are saying, selfish yeah, and stuff but like 
not to this extent and obviously yeah you have mothers that you know do horrible things to their kids and stuff like that but it's just like this kind of was just like a weird storyline out of thin air kind of thing i agree it was i felt like they made her sweet but irresponsible at the same time. She wasn't like a mean yeah, horrible exactly. mom that just didn't care about her kids. She did. I mean, just to clarify, guys, she did care about her kids and she was like yeah. committed and devoted to them. But at the same time, she was kind of like, oh, but it was kind of like rooted in I want to find love. Um, let's leave this place. Let's go on a new adventure kind of thing. And, mm, yeah. exactly so it, it wasn't like she was like this mom that neglected her kids <laughs> just to like balance it yeah out. like we're not to, like we're not to te- like making it out as if she's like an idiot yeah. and like she is like it's very selfish mm. but like obviously we understand where it's coming from but i think because of like the flimsiness of the mother character i think it was hard to follow along in the movie so on to holly aka the catfish I feel like Holly invented catfish at this point because she basically like catfished her mom. But anyway. Yeah, literally. So we've also got Holly who is, <laughs> and she's someone who kind of tries to support her mom's decisions. So in the beginning, her mom's like, her mom's just gone through a breakup and she's decided to obviously make the move to New York. And she's trying her best to support her mom's decisions and kind of go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's right or wrong she's just kind of like it's kind of like blind loyalty it's like okay let's go if that's what you want um but once they get to yeah but once they get to new york um holly decides that she actually wants to stay she's made friends um and actually um at the beginning we see her like trying on this um like a, a dress for like a high school ball or something and then obviously she finds out that she can't stay you know if they're not staying she's not going to get to wear the dress and we find out that she's never been to, been to a ball so anyway once she's at this new school she's kind of looking forward to like making new friends and meeting new people and um she decides that she wants to stay and because she's fed up of moving and um edit mm-hmm. and um she's fed up of moving um but we also see that she's actually kind of like um I don't know if I say exactly polar opposite, um, a polar opposite from her mum, but I do feel like she's a lot, she's stronger. She's more like, you know, she's telling her mum, you you know, why are you so desperate Mm. to be in a relationship? You don't need a relationship to kind of make you whole, that kind of thing. So in a way, I feel like she's a stronger of the two. And, um, but um, we do Mm -hmm. see the effect that, the moving around has um how that's affected holly and we basically see that she kind of has commitment issues and trust issues and she basically has um is scared to get close to people because she feels like she's going to move to a new place anyway they're gonna have to leave and find a whole new place anyway so it's kind of like what's the point in trying to get to know people when I know what's coming so we see that you know the bad side to that as well and she at a point actually wants to leave she tells her mom that you know what let's leave and in a way we see the similarity we see that she's kind of picked up her mom's lessons of if I don't like what's going on I'm going to disappear I'm going to leave my problems behind find a new adventure and that's what she is um she kind of wants to do as well it's like oh i don't want to be here let's go 
and her mum actually has to kind of be and you know mm-hmm. just kind of stick it out and say no this is our final place and this is where we're staying but yeah so there we go i mean how do you feel that, how do you feel about mm-hmm. holly's character fee because she was it's almost like she was their parent and her mum was the child and she felt like she had to invent this man um online to like make her mum happy I mean, I think it is like an earlier, like, like mm. you said, like, it's an earlier depiction of catfishing. And like, I don't know whether that was obviously wasn't the way to solve the problem. But I think also it was kind of she was basically latching on to anything she had just to stay kind of thing. And so I think that's why she kind of got mm. caught up in like this scheme because she i think for her it was like any kind of result is good result you know and any kind of solution is good solution for her so i think i don't blame her because you know there's no one that she can voice her complaints because she's literally the only person like this not the only Mm -hmm. i feel like she's like the strongest person in her family like you're so right she's way more stronger than her Mm -hmm. mom um and she kind of takes care of both of them like in a weird way and there are so many kids that are like that that are like the parents of their siblings and their mums and like it's it's so bad because they have to you know take responsibilities at such a young age and i think that in some aspects i feel like she's almost Mm -hmm. like she feels responsible for her mother's happiness which is never and should never be what your child should aspire to or do at all um so it is really like heartbreaking that like she has to go through that struggle and like kind of go through these like means and just to make her mom happy and like just to stick it out and just like be here for good kind of thing um and yeah i think uh, yeah i think i really like holly's character i mean she's so grounding but yeah you do see traits of her mom mm-hmm. where she's like at the first sign of conflict she does she runs away or like at mm-hmm. the first sign of like attachment she runs away and like it is obviously like they adjust it at the end of the movie but like again this comes to the mom where it's like surely you should be knowing right. that this is the kind of issues that like you're going to affect and like you know pass on to the next generation and like it's just not a way of life like especially she's a teenager and entering kind of well i'm guessing adam's her first relationship you know and like it's just i'm guessing it's not fair and like i think you know her mom does need to kind of help like hold a mirror to herself and be like okay i need to like you know think about my actions and what i've done kind of thing so i think it is really important and yeah i think i do like holly's character but obviously like at the same time i think the whole like the grand scheme and like the kind of like yeah what they were trying to do basically was just i don't know was just kind of over top over the top and like unnecessary in some ways yeah yeah. i don't think there's like anything to add even i feel like you like covered everything (laughs) no no not in a bad way like you literally yeah, said oh, it sorry. all because, yeah, it's just, it's, I'm sure this has happened in real life to people, but, um, yeah, it just felt, feels like rather than like trying to focus on mm-hmm. being a child and just going to high school and just having fun with her friends, 
she's like trying to orchestrate like buying her mom flowers climbing through like windows to like make sure that her mom comes to the door to get the flowers mm-hmm. and you, it, it's, she's going to like extreme lengths as like the, mm-hmm. the person that should be the child to yeah. make sure that her mom's happy and her mom finds love and that's that's a really sad thing um, for a child to kind of be worried about Yeah, but yeah, there we go with a little bit of character breakdown for you guys. And I shall pass the baton over to you, Fee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we started mm-hmm. on the questions, so I think let's just kind of continue on the questions. So kind of talked about the women and I guess we'll kind of come back to them. But how what do you think of the men and I guess who would I, be your favourite male I mean, character in this movie? I, the main men were well, um, Ben and Adam, weren't they? And then Lenny, obviously. So um mm-hmm. I Lenny. I liked I liked how Ben I I edit. So when she there's a point where Holly goes to Ben's house and so on one hand I thought it was a bit random for the movie because she like um, for anyone that hasn't watched the movie Ben is Holly's friend's uncle so he like barely knows her but she showed up at his house Yeah. and I just thought that was a really random moment and she's like asking for a person she's like oh because obviously she hasn't got a father figure so she just thought she'd come to him and this is all a ruse by the way because she's like trying to distract him from um, going yeah. somewhere which might like blow the fact the fact that he's it, you know that um, she invented the whole thing with her mom and this guy online but um, yeah I just thought that was really random but at the mm-hmm. same time if we kind of excuse the randomness I like the fact that he was so willing to like help her and he was like yeah come up like you know talk to me you know look yeah. Yeah, he was so welcoming to her and he actually so sat down with yeah. her. Obviously they didn't really have to get a chance to have a lengthy dis- discussion. Um but he's I I love the fact that he was so open and willing to like mm-hmm. hear her out even though he barely knows this girl who's like his niece's friend. He's like, "Yeah, let's just have a conversation." And you know, she has mm-hmm. all these questions um before this scene. She's like asking him about him about romance and love and he's just like almost like an uncle to her as well and i really like that relationship yeah and he seems like even in the first scene that we see him yeah for sure when he's on the phone and you hear that conversation going on going on you can just tell that he's a gentleman he's like a really good guy a nice guy so yeah i i like yeah um with adam adam i i liked as well and i i like that when like when we've like in these past few weeks we've been looking at a lot of movies from the early 2000s and this is something i mentioned last year about teenagers looking their mm-hmm. age and i love that obviously adam is 24 has been uh, the actual character's 24 but i love that they look like real teenagers yeah. and they've dressed like real teenagers and i like that adam was um like i found his character to be really realistic like he's a bit he's a bit shy he's a bit he's a bit geeky i just thought he was yeah. really um 
well portrayed as a teenage boy because nowadays I remember watching 90210 <laughs> and it's so funny because one of the students I was uh, this is when I, um, this was a few years ago when the um, 90210 was on and I was watching it and my mom would like she kind of knew some of the characters that you, when she she like sit around and kind of see like what the show's about and she was like there was this guy with like muscles and like blonde hair and she's yeah. like is he one of the students or is he a teacher <laughs> and I feel like now like <laughs> teenagers are portrayed as like really mature like they look really mature and like makeup and glammed up and I love that ad- like in- mm. when I look at that compared to Adam Adam was just like a really down to earth guy like you go to his bedroom he's got like CDs and like posters and he's just like a really yeah very well portrayed yeah I think Ben was definitely my favorite character Lenny was just comedy he was just there for comedic effect he was um he was a weirdo very questionable because he asked um Holly's mom to marry him when he barely knew her and he's a bit desperate yeah no no it's a no for me for Lenny yeah mm, yeah I don't know like the when, first day she comes and he hits on it's just like a bit line, like that, um, that really? cheesy line he was like did it hurt and she was like did what hurt oh and does it hurt like, when you fell when from, you fell heaven, from heaven, heaven it must yeah. have really hurt <laughs> yuck I think I would be like in the similar stage with you. I think, yeah, I really liked, I mean, Ben was really nice and he was very like, mm. um, very chivalrous and gentleman-like and like, yeah, you know, literally talk to this, yeah. talk to the teenagers, like which, who in the world does that anymore? And like gives, um, mm-hmm. yeah, like gives basically someone the time to, to talk about it and stuff. Um, so I felt like, yeah, I really liked him and like, he yeah. was really sweet and he, like you said, he was the father figure that she never had. And I, and I think that like for someone that has gone through that experience, it must some, sometimes, you know, it's hard to open up to men, mm. but like, I feel like Holly's on the other side of the sp- spectrum where she's just so like confident and like, that's another thing. I think like we don't, we haven't yeah. seen like Hilary Duff in confident characters and I feel like Holly is mm. such yeah, like, she's always, like, shy and demure kind of thing, where, like, Holly is, like, outward, like, doesn't give a shit kind of thing. Like, yeah. when, like, Adam was, she, like, like, oh, this is my scene. Like, like, yeah, like, like that kind of reaction. <laughs> and I love that we finally... Exactly. And then I, like, I love that we finally, like, kind of see her, like, kind of give, she's like... She's a bit of a rebel like, right in this there movie. And there kind of thing. And, like, um, yeah, so I really like Ben. Um, mm. Yeah. Obviously, I love Adam. Like, I used to have a crush on Ben Feldman, so obviously. Um, I think he was, like, yeah, I think, like, um, a reason why I think Hilary Duff also always just gets paired with these kind of actors and, like, Mm -hmm. characters is because, like, they just go so well. Like, he's awkward and he's kind of shy, but it, like, works really well with her and, like... um, like yeah at the end like where she's like oh where he's like oh friendship is like a love strong Mm. it was so cliche but it's like that's so cute like the idea of like someone being your friend first and then like you falling in love with them and it's like like she found that at such a young age where her mom whether like her mom is like you know 
is struggling to ever find that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it was... Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, the men were okay in this movie. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't know, like, much about the father, um, which I would have loved to know more kind of information about. I'm guessing that's what kind of started her whole thing of going, like, going away yeah. and, like, um, running away from her problems kind of thing. Um, but uh, the thing is, obviously, like, the mm-hmm. even though it's about a perfect man, the men aren't that important to the movie as, like, it is more about just the women and, like, um yeah and like her what's it called um yeah her pursuit basically of finding the perfect man yeah i mean is this a healthy relationship (laughs) i mean in terms of her i mean it's not relationships i don't think it's it's a healthy relationship because there is none relationship (laughs) 100 percent not like is and it yeah be safe out there guys don't be don't get catfished and don't yeah don't be catfishing people don't be catfishing people um this is why this is like another reason why i don't go on apps because this scares me but yeah be safe out there terrifies me but yeah i mean is it time is it time to rate fee or have we got any more to get through yeah uh yeah how would you rate i'm oh so it'll be interesting to see how you compare it to the last time you watched it and if you feel that you would have rated it differently to today i think when i was younger i just thought it was like a cute movie like they were doing the best for their mom kind of thing and like like yeah i think it was i think if if i was younger i would have given it the benefit of the doubt and like not have not seen the mom's fault and like flaws and i would have just been like oh like they're just being so nice Mm -hmm. for their mom and they're doing such nice things for their mom and i wouldn't have kind of like really thought about it and like the rep like the repercussions of it um obviously now i'm like this is a trash movie because like really it's not a trash movie of course it's very cute and mm-hmm. like if it was on i would watch it you know just because it's like a kind of like a background movie kind of thing um however um yeah yeah however it's just like you know the 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 she's got mommy issues like real bad and she's got like abandonment issues and i think that like mm-hmm. i i mean obviously you can't rate something that you haven't like you're not currently at like I can't rate someone being a parent but like obviously from my experience like mm. it's good to be selfish to a certain extent but not to the point that where it affects your children and how they look at life because I feel like if like if say like she had like a later realization when probably Holly was 20 it would have like fucked up sorry um Holly in terms of her relationships like with her like you know her early 20s and like actual relationships and stuff and like um it would have been so detrimental her to her developmental process and even like the young zoe and like the fact that she just sees like these men coming in and out like that's not that's not like what's the word like that's not feasible and it's not like yeah healthy it's just not uh, like good for her to be seeing that especially at a young age yeah and also you don't know like what people are in, like you know what i mean like you don't know what kind exactly. of people you can go out with exactly. and like 
to bring them near your kids and introduce them and like you don't know what what someone's intentions are and like we live in a horrible world unfortunately like this podcast is all like happy and stuff but like if this wasn't a real situation i'm sure this has been a real situation yeah exactly and like there are situations where like the mom's boyfriend does things to their like and especially daughters Mm. you know like you hear about this on the regular and it's ridiculous and um yeah and i think like like now i'm like oh my god like that's really problematic like how can she just be so okay with being like okay like meet my kids la 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 like not that there's anything wrong with it but i think like they shouldn't men like men obviously are treated as like transferable in this movie and i think that that's the problem and like it's very hindering to their process later on yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's so interesting because on the surface it just seems like a carefree movie of a like oh, her mom can't find yeah. love yet. Yeah, her mom can't find love. She's trying to help her, but when you really dig deeper, it's like there are a lot of um, a lot of questionable moments mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah, yeah so that's um, and it's not um, it's not very easy to overlook. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, those were difficult because those aren't addressed as like key topics in the movie. It's just kind of brushed over. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you dive deeper, as, as Fee said, like you don't know who you're bringing into your home, so like just be careful and be mindful of. Um, you know, it's just about people being mindful of who they like casually bring around their children. Mm. Yeah. Um, sorry, you told me to rate it, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I just went on this whole tangent. Um, no, it's good, it's good. Because we hadn't even discussed it. Um, about, like, the deeper layers of the movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, do you know what? I'd probably give it a... 1.5. Mm, yeah. I, I don't... I didn't enjoy it that much. Obviously, it's a movie that's, like, co- like whatever, you can watch it in the background. But, like it's not of substance as an older person I think and like yeah I don't know if I would watch it voluntarily basically mm, um, yeah. so yeah 1.5 for me what about you Belle? I'd give it a 1 a 1? Yeah, yeah I'd give it a 1 I just think it's not I just thought I just thought the idea of moving from one place to the to another place so easily because of a breakup I just thought it was very um, I, and you used the word flimsy before and mm. I think it was a very flimsy um, plot of, you know a f- very flimsy way of um, kind of driving the movie you, using that to drive the narrative mm-hmm. I just didn't think it was um, a very like realistic um, way to go about it yeah and um I wish they would have talked more about the relationship with Holly's dad, um, who he was. Um, I also, yeah, I, ju- I just wasn't keen on it. I just wasn't keen mm-hmm. on it. Um, yeah. So yeah, for that reason, I'm going to give it a one. I like that the um, Holly was a strong character. Yeah. Um, who was obviously also flawed as all characters are, but um, I like that she um, she was a responsible sixteen year old 
who um, kind of saw her, the error of her mum's ways and wanted to kind of she just she, she we saw her make better choices mm-hmm. because she 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 wasn't so easily swayed by the thought of a relationship and she was more sensible so I like that we saw that strength in in um, in her character so that's yeah. one like good note but yeah um, overall I just thought there were more cons and pros so mm-hmm. yeah one. Well, here you have it, guys. The most exciting ratings in the world. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I just think, yeah, I think the plot line was flimsy, like you said, and it was just very, in- not inconsistent, but it was just hard to kind of follow, I guess, and like latch on, basically. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, I think that's the end of our episode, guys. Um, yeah. So thank you for listening. If you're If you've made it, you know, this far um we will be i don't think we really have a theme for this month but join us for our next episode which will kind of remain a mystery as always yes um you can always follow us um and just keep up to date with anything related to our podcast on instagram and twitter our username is r at flick talk pod and then our email address is at flick talk podcast the number one at gmail.com so send us anything you want no hate please (laughs) this is a no hate zone um and yeah we hope you had the best time listening to this episode we had the best time recording it and yeah bell any parting words of wisdom no parting words of wisdom just um i don't know if i would i mean i don't know if i would recommend this movie I don't think I, so. I, I mean, yeah. you can watch, if you're a Hilary Duff fan, I feel like you should watch it. It's not a bad movie, but yeah, like uh, we yeah. just didn't like it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, just going on from what you said, I do feel like we've seen her evolve from like previous characters that she's played. Yeah. So it's nice to see like a different side of her. Like, yeah, she's not, she doesn't play the typical kind of really like innocent yeah sweet girl innocent yeah. girl so yeah so it's nice to see her like evolve and do something a bit different in this role yeah so for that reason you can have you know you can check it out but um yeah i wouldn't hold my breath <laughs> yeah i wouldn't i neither no but there we have it and guys we will bid you adieu till next week we will say and we will say bye, bye. <laughs>